0: Going, stays not safe. for you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. none in my lead, you out of place. I'm not at the time out of space. We're out of place. I'm doing fine, I'm feeling crazy. You're not my fan you can't relate. Mm-hmm. Straight out going, state to state.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your host is back. It's another Sunday special. Before I introduce my guest, you see the sweet swag, you love it, right? I am the brand ambassador from Squared Circle. So check the promo code right here at the bottom, go to Squared Circle Apparel, type in Straight Talk, save 10% on your order, get that swag because there is no off-season. Much like here at Straight Talk, there is no off-season. And I've got a lady who's unfortunately been off-seasoned because of COVID, and it sucks. But please help me welcome back to the stage the last live interview I did before COVID stopped the world. At the time, she was the reigning, defending Battle Arts Women's Champion. She had to let it go. Now Bianca Corelli has a throne, and we're gonna talk about all that and more. So please help me welcome the one, the only Amy Crimson back to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you?
0: What's up, Crimson Squad? Um, so honestly, um COVID just took a hit. Like <laughs> COVID sucks. <laughs> like, but, like, can you imagine? Like, I think like it was almost like a year ago when I was on your podcast. Yeah. And we were just thinking like, and we we're at a show, it was normal. And like, we, you were just asking me like, and I was joking about the toilet paper. <laughs> I thought this was, and no, I haven't been wrestling for, I think like a year and a half, which yeah. sucked.
1: Yeah. I haven't been to a show since that show. And I was so excited because I was telling you off recording, I had taken the week off from work. I had four to five shows lined up. I was going to be wrestling crazy that whole week. And luckily enough, I was able to go to that battle arts show, able to see you defend your title for the last time before we had to relinquish. So let me ask you, you, you must have had some back and forth before that show in September. You must have really thought, can I, maybe I can, maybe I can't. Why the decision to relinquish the title and not defend it at that parking lot show in September, which was the last show that I attended. and and it's been almost, it'll be a year this September if we don't get back to fucking normal and if Doug Ford doesn't (laughs) fuck us anymore.
0: Basically. Yes. Um, the thing is, is that like with COVID it was like at the time it was like low, but at the time also like I live with my parents and I live with my family. And the thing is, is like, I felt like it would be very selfish of me to like put everyone at risk. Mm -hmm. Like, no offense to whoever went like that's your guys' decision or whatever but like for me like I live with my family and then on top of that I would see my boyfriend and his family so like I just felt like doing that and like exposing like myself potentially it could like hurt my family so like that's why I was just like okay like I'll get the opportunity again it's not like I'm not going to get an, an opportunity at all ever again so it, honestly it was hard like I felt really sad and like Really, like I think I cried like <laughs> the day of the show because that was actually the first show at battle arts that I never like attended since I started training like I never missed a show so that was the first show that I missed and like I think I was like crying to my boyfriend like I'm like I can't believe like I missed this show like this was like important mm-hmm. like the last show I think owned by Anthony I think mm-hmm. as like the create like i think the creator of battle Arts, so it was just like a huge moment that like i had to sacrifice because of like personal issues and like stuff like that so it's like no i feel you that doesn't mean i'm not going to regain the title well let's talk
1: let's talk about that because there were a lot of oppressive women's matches over the stretch of that weekend uh, I was at the Saturday show, was not at the show where Bianca won, because I had prior family commitments. I had a driveway visit scheduled for that day. Um, wink. It was a driveway visit, but I might have stepped inside. Shh. Don't tell anyone. Okay? <laughs> All right? Um, but, so the Saturday show, an impressive showing by Scarlett Delgado and Elena. They tore the house down. It was probably the best match of the night next to uh, the middleweight champion. Um, uh, Oh, he's going to kill me. Sexy Stan. There we go. Sexy Stan. He defended his title. Was a great match. Uh, did not like the guy he defended it against. Uh, him and I got into it in exchange of words. called me Tubby. I wanted to jump out of my chair and pop him right in the nose. But it's wrestling. So I let it go. And I'm not, for all you people out there, I'm not Tubby. I'm festively plump. Uh, my wife likes to be kept warm at night. And this extra weight helps me achieve that goal. So, okay, whatever. Y'all can suck it. My wife's hot. Amy knows she's seen her. So it's all good. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Amy knows. Amy knows. So um, that was a great match, which obviously those two are in line for number one contendership. And then your title was on the line um, without you defending it. Probably would have been a triple threat if you had been there, but you were not able to attend. So it became a singles match. It was Bianca versus uh, Ashley. Or Smashley, sorry. Smashley. And Bianca won. And so now she's rocking the gold. She's taking a lot of pictures with the gold. She's rocked that belt almost instantaneously draped over her shoulder. And uh, it was a long time coming for her, for sure. But you would have liked to obviously defend your strap. Now, considering you've never lost it, do you feel that because there's now new ownership, when things resume and it's safe to do so once everyone gets vaccine and you can get back to training and all that stuff, do you feel the new owners will right away make you the number one contender? Or will you have to go through the women's division all over again?
0: Honestly, um, I don't expect to be given an opportunity. Like, I know that the girls, like, I basically took my time off. And I know that there's girls that stepped up. And the thing is, is that I don't care if, like, I have to, like, basically make my name for myself again. Because this time, if I regain the title or when I regain the title, like, I want to make sure that I busted my ass even harder than when I started so that I know that like, I just wasn't given an opportunity and like, so that all the other girls will like, look at this chick, like she hasn't been here for like a year and a half or say two years. And she's already given an opportunity while we were like busting our asses, putting on shows and stuff. So like, the thing is, is that for me, I'm gonna basically try my best to be on the top again and work my way up. And I know it's gonna be hard, but it's the best thing that I could possibly do for myself. And like for people to know that, like, I, okay, she hasn't been in the ring for two years, but she got better mentally, physically, like everything's just better kind of thing.
1: You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. And there's a, there's a match that I have in my head. And it's a match that I pitched to um, the bubblegum princess, Alexia Nicole. I told her pick five women, let's keep it Ontario Indy, but pick five women. And they have to run the gauntlet. Each one gets 20 minutes. And if they beat you, they progress the next round and then then the winner last woman standing gets that title so i i propose this and i know ac and dave are going to be watching because we're talking all kinds of battle arts represent but i propose this and i know you've been working i know you've been putting in the work and you never stopped training i've seen the videos you and i are friends on social and that's not just (laughs) shop talk oh look at the host no amy and i are tight we message each other occasionally we're not like super compadres but we messaged each other. And I've, I've told you when you when you stepped down, I sent you a message and I said, keep your head up, kid. I understand yeah. the reasons why. And yeah. straight talks behind you. We get it. Everyone was scared. But the good thing about Zoom calls like this is you and I could be back shooting the shit and it feels yeah. like a year ago. Nothing's yeah. changed. Just the situation. But it's still the same conversation. I, my know, age? Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm a little older, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got gray hair, hair and, and, you know, the hairline is, I'm not even going to take the hat off. I can't do it. I'm embarrassed <laughs> by it. But here's my match idea. I think if AC and Dave want to see how hard you've been putting in the work, I say we do the gauntlet match, but this is the way it works. Amy Crimson starts the match. First opponent, Elena. Second opponent, Smashley. Third opponent, Scarlett Delgado. Fourth opponent, a mystery. Maybe someone not in the battle arts roster, but someone. And if you get through them all, now you've been in the ring for over an hour. Then you get beyond. So I'm proposing a 90-minute to an hour and 40-minute match where everyone has to see what Amy Crimson and the Crimson squad with her with them firmly behind her. If she can run through those four women, then Bianca Corelli has to step up at that moment, at that night, and has to defend that title. And that would be it. That, it's no, it's no stopping. There's no breaks in between this, Amy. It's you you win one, you slug some water, and you're right back in the ring. There's no time. For it's not like the second match will happen later in the night. No, no, the second match starts right right now. Yeah, is that a match that you feel you could handle and you to get your gold back? Would you be willing to do it?
0: Honestly, I just feel like it would build me so much as a baby face towards Bianca because when I was like, so let's just go back to when I became champion. So for the longest time before I was champion, I always, always healed. So I established myself as heel, okay? So when I was in the match with Nessa Love for the title, Anthony told me, he's like, okay, we're, you're gonna be a baby face going forward. So when I was established as a heel, it was so hard for fans, except for like after like a couple months after being like established as a face. But in the beginning, it was hard for the fans to basically like cheer me as much because they were used to me basically like flipping them off, or like basically like tipping their hats, calling them tubby, and like basically doing all that stuff kind of thing. So when I was face, I felt like I wasn't as much of an established face as I could have been at the time, because at the time it was just like, okay, you're champion, you're baby face. And like, I was just like that generic smile, hug your babies like take pictures kind of babyface this time around I want to be when I come back I'm, I'm already established as you could tell like I have new gear I'm going to come out with new entrance music so something that would help me to like basically establish myself as a number one contender and as a fighter that would be a perfect kind of match for me to do because as a babyface and like as myself like I'm not afraid to go through anything to gain back what I never lost kind of thing you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so that would be a perfect kind of match type for me
1: it would it would and um you know or even or even possibly we forget the gauntlet and we just do a fatal four you elena scarlett delgado and bianca corelli for that women's strap, and that gives you a one in four chance now it would be a fatal four-way eliminator so if you get pinned you're out there's no ifs ands or buts but it's it's either way it's a match to overcome adversity or maybe you know what? Maybe we throw environment at this situation. Maybe we hang that woman's strap in the center of the ring and we do a ladder match. Maybe, maybe you you can go out and say, "Listen, Bianca, I never lost that title. You didn't pin me. I wasn't even in the match. I had to forego my title. I had to relinquish my title. So why mm-hmm. don't you meet me in the center of the ring and we do this shit? Last man's last woman standing, or we do an Iron Woman's match. There's possibilities are endless for you to get the gold back. But out of all those scenarios even the one I pitched about my woman's gauntlet match, which one is more enticing? Would you do a fatal four? Would you do a last woman standing? Would you do an iron woman? Would you do Uh a ladder match?
0: I would honestly like, because there was so much like, because the thing, the problem with COVID is that there was so much hype towards like mine and Bianca's rivalry. Like there was so much heat going into it. Like we like hated each other. So it's like, basically like the fact that, we would have to involve anyone else. I feel like it wouldn't be as like moment wise. So I would say either like a ladder match between me and Bianca, or even like an Iron Man, Iron Woman match would like be amazing for that because it would just be so much like finally like, okay, these two have been going at it for so long that like finally they can get into the ring and just showcase like what they need to do. And like, it could either, prolong the rivalry or it can basically just end it then and there kind of thing
1: there will be there will be stages and layers for it too now i mean you obviously started this game as a a heel and now you're a face but wouldn't it be fun to go back wouldn't it be fun to maybe when shows resume you come out hit her behind the back with a steel chair call her a bitch in the center of the ring take that gold stand on top of her and walk out with the gold and all of a sudden now you you've really taken back your title you didn't pin her but you took it back because you never really lost it and then mm-hmm. now she flips but do you now now that you're firmly established as a face do you feel it would be a step back to go into this match of heel but also oh. don't forget you're angry because you never lost
0: So you mean switched to the dark side again the thing is, is that, like, I feel like um me being angry would just, like, basically portray my character even more. Because, like, I'm the basically type of character where I take no shit from no one. And I take what I want kind of thing. So I feel like the fans would be behind me because she's, like, an established, like, heel that way. So, like, I feel like if I were to just maybe play mind games with her, like, for, like, a couple like shows I play some mind games like my music hits or I basically interfere in her match somehow like that would be like a cool type of like idea for me cuz like for my opinion like when I come back I don't want to go straight into the ring into a match I want to be training a bit so like I can get established a little bit more and like be comfortable again cuz like it's two years out of the ring so like that's something that like I just don't want to like like throw myself back in like for possible injuries because like I would rather wait a little longer because like hell I waited so long to get back what's a couple like months to like just make sure you're okay so that I don't get injured so that I don't have to be out for another say year or six months because of an injury that I could have like not had so I like honestly like I want to like do like an angle where like I basically just play mind games with her, like something of like me pops up every single time. Or like I do vignettes on like the screen so that people know I'm coming, but I haven't come came yet. And like, then one day, you don't know when I'm going to come, but then boom, I come. And then it's like a huge thing where like I return. I
1: got it. I got the build. Are you ready? The wheels are turning. First show back, Bianca comes out, she defends her title against whoever at the time. She's walking around, she's gloating, showing her strap. And all of a sudden, spotlight hits to a fan in the audience. Fan stands up, all you see is the red hat. You don't see a face, you just see the red hat. Light goes off, fan disappears. Next show, maybe a week or two later, Rising Stars show, love those shows, great shows. Bianca comes out, maybe she cuts a promo. All of a sudden, Spotlight hits somebody else in the fan. Crimson squad on the shirt. Again, faceless. Hat covers, hoodie covers. Faceless. Lights go dim. fans gone. Now you're in her head. Now you're rent-free here. And that's the best place to be. Yeah. But all of a sudden, next show. Your music doesn't hit. You just strut on out to the ring. Maybe you take a seat front row. You steal... You steal my popcorn. Maybe you sit next to me. You steal my popcorn. And you owe me a dollar fifty for it, I assure you. But you steal my popcorn, you start eating it. And you just kind of look at me. You look at her. She wins the match. You go. She rolls out of the ring. Lights go black. Amy crimson is gone. She's gone. She disappeared. Then, the final nail in the coffin. She has a grueling match. She defends the title again. Maybe against Scarlett now, because the, the odds are upped. She's standing in the ring exhausted. She's raising the strap. Lights go black. Lights come up. There's Amy Crimson in the ring. Right behind her. Right behind Bianca Corelli. You slam her down. Give her a backbreaker, maybe a bulldog. Lights go black. Amy Crimson's gone. Now, not only are you rent-free, but now you own half of what's in here. You own, you've taken over so much space. She yeah. can't eat. Sleep, take a shower without a fear that Amy Crimson is going to pop up. She'll wipe the mirror after taking a shower. Oh, my God, Amy Crimson. (laughs) Back of her head. Right there. It's like Candyman. One, two, Crimson Squad coming for you. Oh, shit. Dark. Dark. Dark and sexy in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. And then we finally get the build. So AC and Dave, I always pitch stuff to AC all the time. (laughs) AC, I know you're watching. I just i just wrote your storyline right there okay you don't have to pay me just let me be the commentator for it okay
0: <laughs> well honestly like i've been wanting to do so much character work because like wrestling is great but then also like i really really wanted to like work on my character more when i come back so i'm more like that gangster type hood chick but like doesn't take shit for nobody so like that storyline would go perfect with like whatever like would go on for the future like it would literally go with it because then like i'm basically playing mind games because she played all these mind games with me in the beginning of our rivalry kind of thing so it would work and it would like tie all together so like i would love working with her on that like that would be great
1: yeah and you know what she had the papa family behind her for a long time mr papa you speak for her all the time so what? What if you had? What if you brought in an OG? What if you brought in an old school gangster? You know, somebody from Brampton, <laughs> somebody who's got his own podcast, somebody who can talk to talk. Did you see my promo I dropped the other day? Squared Circle promo, <laughs> right? Fire. Fire! And I'm not. I'm not talking shit. That was real passion. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Thank you. Thank you. Much love. That was real passion. That's what I was feeling at the time because you know in this podcasting game you build relationships but whenever you call and ask a favor from somebody you get you get a lot of responses like when i i got my 200 episode coming up so i asked for a lot of my my former guests to give me shout outs they all came back everybody came back with something whoever i asked they came back but i asked a few other people and they read the message i see that little scene i hate that scene that's the worst thing ever you get ghosted disappears and it sucks because you try so hard to establish yourself as a podcaster in a game that's already oversaturated with podcasts yeah. it is everyone has a show and everyone talks about it but me i'm a little different because i don't have interviews you know as well as i do i have conversations we just yeah. shoot the shit right now this is a conversation it's not i'm not sit there amy what is a typical day in your trip? now fuck that i don't <laughs> do that shit i have conversations that's what i do but it's always about Trying to keep those relationships intact and established, and it's hard to do that. So that promo was just all everything I was feeling. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead, doubt me, hate me, call me. You know, call me whatever you want. I'm never gonna stop. Yeah. Because I enjoy this. Conversations are fun <laughs> for me, and I've established a little bit of a following. My voice when I speak, some people listen. Some people say, "If hey, I can, there's no one talking about," and that's fine. That's the rustic business. It's okay. Yeah. But I feel like. I feel like it's the same thing for wrestlers because you had a lot of big things happening in March. Like you had that rising star show. Then you were going to take on the bubblegum princess for the crossbody the- champion. I had tickets to that show. I was excited for that show. I was going to take the mini host for the first time down to Kitchener for that show and um fucking COVID right.
0: That was actually my first title opportunity for another, like, promotion other than battle arts so I was so excited to go for that because then I felt like okay like I'm starting to establish myself like people actually want me to be in like a title opportunity somewhere else that's not like my home like this isn't my house like this is like in Kitchener and like there was like when I went to Kitchener like, there were so many fans who were like, oh my God, you have to face Alexi and Nicole for the title. Like, we need new girls here. Like, you're awesome. Like, we love the Crimson Squad. And I was like, okay, that's sick. Like, the fact that I'm actually getting, like, loved from, like, another, like, place is, like, sick. Because, like, it's okay to establish yourself in battle arts where a lot of people, because a lot of our fans are, like, regulars. So they come to almost every single show. And then you get other guys. And people that aren't as regular as possible. Like, you get like some new guys that come and bring their family. And then sometimes you got family members that come like maybe once or once in like every other six months kind of thing. So, like, it was refreshing to hear like people were fans of me, like in another like city or like promotion kind of thing. So, that's it made me like feel nice. And then, like, COVID was just like, no, (laughs) done. Well, you know know
1: what? The great thing about, taking time off is you get to heal. You get to work Mm -hmm. on the things maybe you couldn't work on before. Maybe you work on your conditioning, you up your cardio, you up your strength training, and you were doing all that. So now we just got to shake the rust off. Yeah, just got to get you in the ring. And we got to shake the rust off. Now, uh, obviously, you don't have a ring in your backyard. So it's hard to train ring wise.
0: I was contemplating on renting a ring just to
1: put I figured you would be
0: (laughs) like just to run the ropes because like, it's so shitty. Like, I think like I went back like to work and like, I was just like, okay, let me check. Like, so I was just like messing around, like just training by myself. And like, I was doing the bumps and everything and like running the ropes and the next day I felt horrible. Like I felt like a thought in my head was like, how did I do this every single day? Like, how did I put myself in this, like doing this and putting my body through pain? Because when you're doing it every day you're just like okay whatever my body's used to it but like my body like not even training for like I think at that time it was like I think for six months or seven months like my body was so used to it before that after when I was training like the next day I was all bruised and sore and I was like so this is what it's going to be like when I because like when I go back it's going to like the thought of it and all the like stuff that I learned it's going to be there but I'm going to basically have to like work harder to obtain whatever because it's been so long and it sucks because like who would have known that COVID would have been this long again like last year when I was on your podcast we're joking saying about the toilet paper and how people are acting crazy but in reality it's like more shit has come that's like super crazy and like we don't even know when we're gonna get to step in the ring again like it sucks kind of thing
1: well you know I, I know that I know that AC being, AC and Dave being the creative guys they are, and I've had them on the show and uh, very, you know, very, very good friends with them now. We have built that relationship. I know they had some things in the works, battle arts, you know, explosion and all that stuff. They were thinking about doing a weekly, you know, YouTube thing. And once, you know, Doug Ford just gets off his ass and says, okay, let's, let's do these things in small capacity. Battle arts can reopen. We can do the classes. Everyone's getting vaccinated. I got my poke appointment on Saturday. I cannot wait. I'm going to go in there with my left arm up being like right there. Like I just, I just, at the end of the day, does the vaccine stop you from getting it? No, it lowers your symptoms. It makes it seem like a cold. And it also is a chance for your body to naturally fight this off because at the end of the day, you know, I'm not pro drug or anti-drug. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any standpoint. I believe vaccines do work. And that's my opinion. If you're an anti-vaxxer, turn this off. You and I have different opinions is what it is. You keep stepping, I'll keep going. Life will go to fuck on. But I believe that vaccines do help when prompted. And I believe that the quickest way to beat this for everyone to just get uniform. Now, now the funny thing is, is that all the stuff that we have in practice now, sanitizing your hands, washing your hands on a regular basis, these are all things that naturally we should have been doing. And if you weren't doing this, shame on you, you, whoever the fuck you may be. But- I wash my hands every single time I go to the bathroom, every time I have a cigarette, every time I step out of the warehouse, every time I touch 50 doorknobs, I wash my hands because I know there are 50 other people that have touched that same fucking doorknob. So I'm going to protect myself as much as possible. But at the end of the day, the only way I feel that for us to get back to where we need to be, Amy, and I know you agree with me, is for, well, two things, Doug Ford to die a horrible death, or I don't care, I'm, I'm not angry about it, I'll say it. You don't have to say it, Amy. You can laugh all you want. You can't see her on camera right now, but she's laughing. She's giggling. And that's fine. That's fine. That's one option. Option number two. Well, actually three options. Option number two is Justin (laughs) Trudeau should also die a horrible fucking death. But once we get past those two deaths, just open up the fucking province, man. Like, seriously. Okay? Texas is mask-free. Georgia is mask-free. Places in the States have wrestling shows at smaller capacities every single weekend. I have a lot of friends and a lot of fans and a lot of wrestlers that I've interviewed from the States. Great crop of talent, just like we have here. They're open. They're having opportunities. They can work. Why can't we? There's nothing that says you can't have a show with battle arts, the capacity of battle arts, let's say for argument's sake, is 200 people. So you cut it down to 50. You space it out. You separate. You social distance. You make sure everyone wears masks. You check everyone's temperature when they get in the building. If it's spiked, you say, I'm sorry. Here's a refund for your ticket. Get the fuck out. And we we have safe shows. And if wrestlers feel comfortable after to sell merch, take pictures, do it. Allow us to get back to normal. And that's not just with wrestling. That's with sports. I miss going to the Raptors games, screaming my heads off. I miss uh, going to the Blue Jays games when the Red Sox are in town so I can watch the Blue Jays lose. because The Blue Jays suck. I don't give a fuck. Um, I miss all that. I miss the Leafs. I'm indifferent about the Leafs. I'll be honest. I'm up or down. Hockey, if it's on, i watch it. I don't go out of my way to watch it. But I miss these things. I miss watching a dude run down the field in a football game with a fan screaming his head off because he's got a clear breakaway to the end zone. I miss these small things. And you, you, you miss the little things. You, you know what I miss the most, Amy? Oh. I miss going out with my girl to a patio, having a cocktail smoking a stogie thinking life is fucking good i miss those moments and i also miss the movies fuck do i miss the movies you
0: know what i miss the most being able to buy a t-shirt in a store <laughs> no that's what i missed <laughs>
1: that's you know what that's amy amy crimson i just i just went on a rant of nonsense amy crimson just spit truth that's it we <laughs> we missed the little things you know what amy i got socks on right now they have holes in them but i can't buy new ones I'm not allowed. You know
0: what they are on Amazon? Yeah, it's crazy. Forty bucks a pop for freaking plus the shipping. When I can go to Dollar Tree or Dollarama and buy socks for four dollars, but I can't because it's non-essential. It's it's not
1: food. You can't do it. Now hold on a second. I got a question here. This may be a little bit off kilter, but what about edible underwear? Because that's food, and it's kind of essential. Not wrong to ask that. Is that? But what about edible underwear? It's a legitimate question. (laughs) (coughs) Take a minute. Go ahead. You got some water with you? Take a minute. Go ahead. Drink some water.
0: (laughs) No, but like, it's just the small things. Cause like, if I want to bake to like, say like, relieve my anxiousness of being locked up for like almost eight months now, like, I can't buy baking stuff, which I understand, like, they're doing it because, like, people are, like, taking advantage of it and, like, having, like, small, like, get-togethers at Walmart for no reason. Like, I understand. Like, I understand, like, the government is, like, basically doing whatever they need to do to, like, basically, like, try and stop it as much as possible. Because, like, there's a majority of people who aren't listening, which I understand. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, Mother's Day just came up. And, like, I had to, like, buy my mom a gift. And it's, like, it's so hard to buy somebody a gift for birthdays, holidays, when nothing is open, where you can't walk to Walmart and buy a card or, like, anything. And I know, like, we take advantage of, like, the little things in life, but it's just, like, the small things where, like, you could walk past a person and, like, somebody wouldn't freak out because you walked past them. And, like, talking just to a random person, like, without a mask and, like, just saying hi and, like not having that fear whether or not like, oh, this person might have it or this person might have it. Like, it's just, I want normalcy like back where like we can train. Cause like, even like a week before, like this whole pandemic, I was on the bus, chilling with my brother, going to wrestling practice and like not even a care in the world kind of thing. And like the fact that from last year to now, it's crazy how much it's changed completely. Like, it's scary to think, like, not knowing where we can be, like, in the next two or three months kind of thing. It could be better or it can be even worse kind of thing.
1: Well, with our government, there, there really is no timetable. There's no timeline. It's times like this I want to pack up, sell my house and move to the fucking states just because it seems like they have a better handle on shit. And, and that's that's the sad reality of the situation. And it's not sad that because I love the U.S. I love going there. I love going to Florida. I love going to, well, Florida and uh, Michigan are the only places that I've really been. New York, I've driven through, but I've never really gone to it. But I would love to go to Times Square. I would love to go uh, sit down at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. I would love to go to Vegas and play the slots. I'd love to go to Vegas and eat at Hell's Kitchen and watch Gordon Ramsay yell at people. I would love to do all these fucking things. I would love to go see Chris Angel pull $50,000 out of a zebra's ass
0: so funny to say that so when i turned heel i was like okay so to be like a sarcastic ass i'm like i'm gonna watch some gordon Ramsay, (laughs) just so he can like because like i was watching an episode where he was like where's the lamb song and I was like, oh my God, like this is gold. And like, nobody hates so far this. They just think it's funny. It is so- though.
1: It is. When you can make a grown man, that's t- triple your size. Cause a lot of chefs are big boys because they eat good food and they know good yeah. food. And Shout out to all the chefs out there because I know you're struggling as well. You can't cook. You can't do nothing but with your houses. So that's a struggle there too. Everybody's struggling. But my favorite Gordon Ramsay, guess we're going to talk Hell's Kitchen, cause I know Gordon Ramsay, I've been 19 seasons faithful. My favorite, and it's not the, uh, when he puts the bread and goes, what are you? An idiot sandwich, <laughs> chef. It's not that one. My favorite one was actually from this season. So this past season that happened, um, the red kitchen, blue kitchen, boys versus girls, they're cooking. And Ramsey's in the, um, the red kitchen and the ladies. And one of the girls, blinders on, she shut down. So he's like, <laughs> where's the beef Wellington? Beef Wellington. Hey, hey look, look at her, look at her. Look at the fucking idiot. She's not even talking not fucking talk. Hey, stupid. And she, she looks up and he goes, he goes, what are you? She goes, a walking disaster chef. And he, he took a step back for a second. He goes, you're a walking disaster, but you're also a fucking idiot. And I was like, that's, you know what? That's vintage Ramsey. When you can basically tell somebody the own diss that they said about themselves, but then also on top of that, say you're a fucking idiot. It brings a tear of joy to my eye. It's like Christmas morning. When you open that gift that you really wanted, it's like, yo, this is fucking magic, magic. So what have you been doing in your time off when you're not training, when you're not working, when you're not spending time with Mr. Crimson? Shameless plug. Shout out to Mr. (laughs) Mr. Crimson, because I know he's been keeping your head in the game. I know he has. And your brother, who is great. Uh, He's funny. I find him a lot (laughs) funnier than you, I'll be honest, Amy. Like, you're okay, but he's funnier. And I'm sure he's going to appreciate that. I'm sorry, he's funnier. Yeah. (laughs) I do watch your YouTube channel sometimes and I watch the, the clips you have up there. He's funnier, Amy. You, you have the adorable thing going for you. And I also know you're tough as nails because I've watched you work in the ring. But I'm also, you know, about 20 minutes away from you right now. So about, you know, 30 miles. I could say these things and not have to fear for my own life. He's funnier. <laughs> you're cuter. Okay, we've said it. We've got that out of the way. Now, what have you been, like, what have you been doing? Have you been playing video games? Have you been watching TV? Have you uh-huh. binge watching You know what I just got into with my daughter and we just killed it in like three months? Remember Teen Wolf?
0: Yeah,
1: fucking sexy show, right?
0: I never watched Teen Wolf. Oh my was- god,
1: get into this shit. It is violent. It is gritty. It is grimy as
0: fuck. I was never okay. When I was a kid, I was never into that kind of stuff. I would just watch wrestling kind oh, of. You thing. suck.
1: Okay, you <laughs> suck as a person. No, you don't. You don't suck as a person. No, I'm serious. Get into Teen Wolf. It's not like Lovey W Bubblegum. It is fucking blood. I saw a person get their arms ripped off in like episode three. Okay. And you know what that made me want to do? Made me want to cook a fucking steak. Yeah, I got hungry. I did. I got. I was like, this is, I'm getting, my appetite's kicking up right now. The dude got his arms ripped off, Amy. That's fucking impressive. And that's MTV shit, okay? That's MTV shit. Dudes are getting arms ripped off. Headless people, fucking crazy. Banshees, werewolves, were coyotes. And like the girls are sexy. The guys are sexy. And then there's styles and he's not sexy, but he's fucking hilarious. There's a lot of, seriously get into this show all i'm gonna say
0: so all of like i think quarantine so like i just been working out like trying to make sure like my diet has been there i actually recently got my personal training certification
1: yes um, i saw that congratulate head up right yeah,
0: there thank you um i'm still going for my nutritionist certification so whenever this is done like i can basically like work like as a personal trainer and nutritionist so fingers crossed it's soon um I've been basically like just like focusing like more on my brand like watching promos a lot of wrestling like I think I went through the whole WWE network I think like all of it like I've been watching old stuff new stuff like ruthless aggression stuff like just been trying to like better my character for when I come back been like doing wrestling study promo study like basically like working on like logos, changing my gear, like I actually got gear made, like um, I've been basically like thinking of like new entrances I could come to like basically make sure like when I come back I'm all fresh, new, and like different than what I was before because it's like a fresh start kind of thing, so like trying to figure out how I can make my character better, like how what I can include in my character, like stuff like that, like um, catchphrases, everything, like brand deals, stuff like merch and stuff like that just to better myself for whenever COVID's done I can just like skyrocket so that like I'm because we're already behind right so like like I said and I think and I don't remember quote me if I'm right but the first podcast I did like last year I said I had a five-year plan well the five-year plan kind of went to shit <laughs> because of COVID so I'm hoping that once this COVID shit is done I can start again with my five-year plan and hopefully get signed so that's the goal so as long as I continue my brand like that is what's going to help me to like be successful more when COVID's over
1: absolutely and I'm honored to be able to share your brand share your story share the struggle so people understand uh why the situation happened and now I think it's time because this would be an excellent promo clip for when this drops I think you should look at the camera right now and I'm going to give you 30 seconds Mm -hmm. on the clock I'm going to put a timer on my phone I'm going to give you 30 seconds on the clock, and then we're going to play a game after. And I know you'll be down to play the game. And if you watch my podcast recently, you already know the game that I'm talking about. But I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, okay? Timer, 30 seconds. And you are going to cut a promo on Bianca Corelli. Actually, I'll give you 45 because I'm feeling generous today. You're going to look at the camera. You're going to get really serious. There you go. 45 seconds on the clock, starting in two seconds. But you're going to cut a promo on Bianca Corelli and you're gonna say everything that you wanted to say. Are you ready? Yeah. Go.
0: Bianca Corelli. So I seen your posts. I saw your match. And yeah, you took advantage of what you could have done. But guess what? I wasn't there. And by what I think, currently you're the Battle Arts Women's Champion, but I was the real Battle Arts Champion. You never pinned me. So the thing is, is I'm working hard and I'm busting my ass. And for the fact that I got something taken away from me that I busted my ass so hard to to retain and to basically say that I could be the best of the battle arts women's division. See, I'm not no joke and I don't take that lightly. So when we return into the ring, you better have a third eye in the back of your head because the Crimson squad is always watching and you don't know whenever I will strike
1: you went over about 15 seconds but I like the passion it was great it was fantastic it was good and that's what Bianca Corelli has waiting in the rings now are you ready to play game with me oh yeah okay so I call this promo 101 it's where me I cut a promo off the top of my head on you and you fire okay. back okay so this is for. I'll set up the stage. This is for. It's not a real title, but we're just gonna we're just gonna call it the Ontario Intergender Championship. Yeah. It's happening this Sunday. It's your host, your boy, versus the leader of the Crimson Squad, in a no holds barred match. we just got forty five seconds on the clock. I'm gonna do my forty five right now. Okay. Forty five seconds on the clock because you know we got to make sure this is legitimate and fair. Okay, forty five seconds on the clock. There you see it. Amy sees it. The world sees it. it's right there. All right. Here's my 45 seconds starting now. Amy Crimson, what up girl? It's been a minute, glad you're back. Now you're gonna get dealt with, you're gonna get done. Listen, I'm older, I'm faster, I'm stronger. When it's all said and done, I'm gonna put you on a timeout, smack you for trying to take something from me. You ain't never, ever gonna take that strap off me. I don't care how gangster you are. I've been around, I've seen things. My life has been a struggle, but I've triumphed. Let me tell you something, girl. You may be the leader of the Crimson Squad. When it comes to me, I don't mind breaking the neck of the leader of the Crimson Squad. So, this Sunday in that no holds bar match, I'm going to send you home in a body bag. Mommy and Daddy Crimson, go ahead, pick out the plot. She's about to get buried. Yeah. That was my 45 seconds. And I was good. I was on t- I have one second to spare. Ha! One second to spare. What, I could have said something else. <laughs> All right. Amy's 45 seconds on the clock. You heard everything I said, right? You took your notes? You ready? You focused? Go.
0: Huh, so you have a big talk. You like to talk a big game. Yet I haven't heard none of your name on any of these so-called podcasts, yet none of these so-called shows. Yet you want to talk about me putting me in a body bag? Have you seen the work I put in the ring? More like, you'll be leaving the ring in a body bag. You want to talk about my parents? You want to bring my parents into this? Huh. Let's talk about your parents. How come your parents aren't at the shows? How come they don't support you? Maybe because you're more of a low life than the Crimson Squad, and you're a little jealous that I didn't allow you to be part of the Crimson Squad. You want to talk about putting people in body bags? That's not the worst thing that's going to happen to you when you face one-on-one with Amy Crimson. Time.
1: It's time, but it was good. I like that. You call me a low life. It hurt a little bit. It stung, but I liked it. It was good. It was good. No, and that's, you know what? That's what it is. Promo one-on-one. We have fun. We joke. I'm going to give you the win on that one because I never win. It's my show. The guest always wins. <laughs> Amy Crimson wins. She's now the new Ontario intergender champion. So anybody wants to tackle her, tackle her. You know what would be fun? <laughs> you know what would be a good, good, cool thing to do if we could do it? If we could unite the wrestling and podcast world where a wrestler picks a podcast and cuts a promo on them then the podcast fires back. It will be a nice little thing to do, something to keep our heads in the game as we open up Ontario and Quebec and all these great scenes in Canada that, who have not been able to work, who have not been able to showcase their talents. And that's a struggle. Amy, before we wrap it up, go ahead, shout out your socials. Let everybody know where they can find you and follow your journey as you return to the ring to regain the title, you Never Lost
0: um so it's actually new from last time i have a tiktok um it's amy crimson xoxo i know covid's got me crazy it's got me on the tiktok thing of the (laughs) trend um if you guys want to follow me on instagram if you guys don't it's amy crimson xoxo um i recently been using my twitter to like promote my brand um amy crimson xoxo if you guys want to check out any of my matches you guys can check it out at amy crimson and i'm currently like starting like well, my brother's starting a podcast with, like, to interview wrestlers. So if you guys, I might make cameos on the podcast if you guys want. Um, so check that out. And then, yeah, just check out um, the episode that's going to be up with Straight Talk Wrestling and all my other podcasts that I have.
1: Well, now your brother's not funny anymore. He's dipping his foot into my pool. Don't dip in my pool there, uh, Brother Crimson, okay? You can tell him <laughs> I said that. It takes a while. Listen, four years I've been in this game. Four years, and I have interviewed some. I've had some amazing conversations. But the fact is, trust me. Good luck to you, sir. I tip my hat. All the best, because unless she's your sister, you're gonna get ghosted a lot before they even answer you back. And that's just friendly piece of podcasting advice, okay? There's like there's so many of us in the game. Mm-hmm. It's oversaturated, and you gotta come at wrestlers. The one thing I can say to your brother is be real, be respectful, yeah. and come at them and let them know exactly what they're gonna expect from yeah. you. And everybody knows what they expect from me. It's just honesty, honesty, integrity, and also I'm hilarious. I am fucking funny as fuck It nobody recognizes it. Amy's laughed the entire time in this interview, but nobody recognizes how fucking funny I actually am.
0: I'm not but- even going to laugh. Like, I think I haven't laughed this hard, like, I think, like, I laughed hard, like, for the Irish Whip podcast that I did recently, but, like, this one was pretty fun. (laughs)
1: That's right. That's what I do. That's what I do. I'm not even going to bother shouting out my socials, guys, because you already know it. You're going to hear it at the end of the show. But Amy Crimson, the leader of the Crimson squad, the official, well, unofficial number one contender in my eyes for the Battle Arts Women's Championship. is going to be getting in that ring real soon once Doug Ford literally pulls his head out of his ass and opens this fucking province, opens the rest of this fucking country. And that's a shout-out to you, too, Justin Trudeau, with your fucking soul glow hair flip, stupid motherfucker. Hate you, jerk, and your wife, and your nine nannies, and all the money you've blown on this fucking country. I can go on for days, Amy. I, I, you could obviously tell I did not vote for Justin Trudeau. I did not.
0: I didn't vote at all.
1: <laughs> and that's why you are, you are not allowed to have an opinion. If you didn't vote, you're not allowed to have an opinion.
0: At the time, I was too young. Old enough to
1: vote. What about what about the recent election? that happened to oh no, you were so all right, whatever. You know what? Fine. But in the next election, you better get your ass out there and vote. I swear to God, if you don't vote, <laughs> you're gonna see me out your window with a fucking voter card, being like, i, I told you. I fucking told you what would happen. <laughs> I'll climb a ladder, and you know what? I know your dad, your dad's tough as nails. He's got like the George Michael earring <laughs> and the fucking mullet. I know that shit, but you know what, Mr. Crimson sir? I know you'd be okay if I if I went up to your daughter's room in the ladder. And said, "What the fuck? You had one thing to do, and you (laughs) fucked it up. He would be okay with it. And I'm not lying. That's really a perfect description of her father. She knows. She knows I'm I'm not lying. (laughs) Uh, this has been great. This has been great. I've laughed. I've learned. I've appreciated you, and I think our friendship has gotten that much tighter. So much love to you. Keep your head up, and keep doing you. And uh, to brother Crimson." motherfucking eyes on you kid okay as always going- guys this has been another son so he's <laughs> Sorry. going
0: places he's got like i think 52 subscribers and he started last week
1: <laughs> shit fuck I've been, I've been doing this shit for a year and a half and i got 300 so you know that's not bad all right he's going places i see, <laughs> I see you i see you uh, well that's fine i'm over it <laughs> beef this thursday that's it that's it we got beef now we got beef i'm gonna have to cut a <laughs> promo on him <laughs> and I'll have, have to get my hat real low, cut a fucking promo on him, be all angry and aggressive. No, but best of luck to him. Uh, the more the more people we can have spreading the love in this yeah. world and showcase the talent, the better off we are because Canada has one of the most underrated talent pools and also has one of the most underrated podcast scenes that a lot of people sleep on us. If we're yeah. not Chris Jericho, even though he's Canadian still, he's been living in America for a long time. If you're not Chris mm-hmm. Jericho, Chris Van Vliet, Out Too. You don't get recognized in this game. You got to work 10 times harder than everybody else. So that's why there is no offseason. You got to conversate. You got to release content. You got to keep it moving. Yeah. So, Amy Crimson, thank you so much for being on Straight Talk for this Sunday special. And guys, don't forget, 200 is right around the corner. So you may want to tune in for that one. That's a big one. 200 episodes. Let's see Brother Crimson get to that fucking shit. To four years. Four years. All right. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. See you all next time. Bye.
0: Leaving the scene With no trace Not in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm outer space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan. You can't relate Straight talk going State to state